All right, so Elvis, you want to give some backstory? Let's catch up first and then some backstory. About the truckers? Not the truck. We'll get to the truckers. <laughs> Actually, no, nah, keep going about the truckers, man. Well, I don't know, man. Sometimes they hit me. That's not a. That's not that bad. One guy used an Allen wrench. You know, you know what that? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> you can't even keep a straight face. <laughs> yes, I can. No, you can't. He bro. hit the back of my neck. <laughs> he just kept hitting me. I said, "All right, all right, Jim, stop." And, when, uh, when did this happen? That was like a year ago. That was a year ago. That's so violent. Some of them get a little violent. You know, whenever you were saying this shit yesterday, I couldn't tell if you were joking or not. But right now, I could tell you're joking. You think I'm kidding about this? I honestly don't know what kind of life you live. Dude, I'm out there, man. It's yes, you are out there. That's the fucking truth. I'm out. I usually work the pilots. I'm getting a CB radio. I'm going to get into the... I, I'm tired of knocking on the doors. They hit me, dude. I'm fucking sick of it. All right, so Steve's going to need some backstory so he can understand what's going on here. <laughs> nah. That's fine. Steve, do you know what a lot lizard is? I do. Okay, a lot of people don't. A lot lizard is a very specialized, highly trained prostitute. Where do you get training Navy for that? Navy SEALs of whores. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> you, get, you get trained mostly on the job. I mean, I had a I had a lot lizard sort of like Sherpa when I first started doing it. A lot lizard Sherpa? Yeah, I was in a little town in Alabama, and it was a, an old, old lady. She was old. And she just kind of taught me the ropes, just how to knock, how many times to knock, what to say. Is anybody there? Three knocks. Wait a few minutes. Two knocks. You know, the way you're describing this, I'm putting together like a funny comic strip in my head, like this animated. Or this would be great for like the beginning of a fucked up short movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, yeah, but this is my life, dude. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you know what I mean? I'm really doing that. I'm out there. I'm getting a CB radio. I'm tired of them hitting me. I'm going to get into the drum stop. All right. <laughs> so, say. Steve, let me tell you about Elvis and how I met him. All right. Elvis lives in a minivan, and he travels across America, and he does stand-up at homeless shelters and Waffle House. You still do the Waffle House shit? Well, yeah, not like specific. I did that was like a particular thing. I did 50 in one in one month, 50 Waffle Houses, one month, and then I stopped. But, yeah, I'll still do that sometimes, yeah. Right on. Um, and you do what? So homeless, homeless shelter comedy. Uh, did the Waffle House, and then also you do uh, socks and undie donation shows? Yeah, I do regular like bars and restaurants and sometimes nicer places where people bring uh, socks and underwear as their cover charge. Used ones. But usually I'm performing and just people, they're just degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, But okay, so I met him and, and when we were out in Los Angeles doing comedy. And car living and whatnot. I was gonna say, is this a living your car meetup group? Yo, you yeah, yeah. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's most definitely was. It's like, um, this motherfucker's an interesting human being to me, though. I told him that yesterday whenever we met up. He's very interesting. I'm talking, I, I, I don't know how weird it is for somebody to talk about you while you're right here. Oh, no, I'm used to it. People talk shit all the time. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's, a, <laughs> he's an interesting little fucking male whore over here. It's like we got to support our sex workers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Look, I don't. I didn't. I didn't work my ass off to get that. Call me a lot lizard. I didn't. It's not. I'm. Fuck all that. I'm a lot lizard. That's oh, a yeah. highly trained. Prostitute. Highly trained. Highly trained. Okay. We got a lot lizard Elvis here. Thank you. Okay. So. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's just. Nah, kind of, you're good. You, don't, you know, you earned. You know, you earned that. I didn't tell you this like yesterday because I wanted to save it just for this. It's not the last time we met because we. 
saw each other. Last time we saw each other, I think I saw at my dreadlocks, and that was on the comedy store patio, which we talked about yesterday. Okay. And um, it's if I talk about it, it's gonna sound like some name droppy shit right now, so I'm just gonna leave it be. But that's the last time I saw you. But before that, Steve, me and uh, well. Elvis would always like do these little impromptu comedy shows. He had, you have a PA and a mic in your car, in your van, right? Yeah. And so one night after doing, I can't remember where we were at, we left the open mic and we were just driving around Los Angeles trying to find places to do impromptu comedy shows. I remember this night perfectly well because a fucked up thing happened to me. And plus, we walked by this bar and it was full of Mexicans <laughs> and none of them could speak English. But they were listening to Highway to Heaven by uh, who, uh, Led Zeppelin. That's the name of that song, right? Highway to Heaven. Not Stairway. Hi- Stairway to Heaven. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, the TV show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. They were listening to Stairway to Heaven, and I was like, oh, this is dope as fuck. And then, like, after that, we parted ways. I got on the 405 to head back up to Van Nuys, but there was a car wreck, and, like, traffic was not moving at all. I think that, like, a motorcycle, like a motorcycle down it was a police police motorcycle went down i think he got killed so i sat there for about an hour and i fell asleep in traffic oh yeah and then they started rerouting everybody off like routing everybody off an on-ramp so we're like making the sharp turn to get on the on-ramp to go off and the semi-truck comes by and he clips and takes off my front bumper Whoa. yeah and there's this honda civic in front of me with these asian dudes in it i'm like oh fuck dude you better get him you better go get him. And the semi-truck just keeps driving because it's like, it's a big-ass truck. How would he know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then um, I pull up to the cop, the cop who's signaling people, this black dude. And I'm like, yo, that fucking semi-truck just hit me. And he just shrugged like, what do you want me to do? I mean, what is, what is he going to do? I don't, he's busy. Yeah. But I'm like, fuck, do you have a, a walkie-talkie or some shit? Signal him down. But That's a good point. Yeah, but no, he just like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm like, your fucking job, bro. But... um. So the semi-truck's pulling away. So I speed up next to him, and the Honda Accord the, with the Asian dudes, they're following me. Oh, wow. Witness, yes. Witnesses. Yeah. Oh. So I'm honking my horn. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, this is one. No, my horn was not in my car at this time. So I'm speeding next to him, and I rolled out my window. I'm like, you hit my shit. And I'm just yelling, you hit my shit really loud. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't do that. And then the, he sees uh, the Accord, and then this motherfucker downshifts. And he's gone. It's oh, like, wow. I did not know a semi-truck could move like that. And he was hauling some shit. Wow. That's how, that's how shitty your car was, though. Four-cylinder. Yeah, it was pretty. It, it, you know what? She oh, she had some nice miles car. on her. Yeah, it was You nice speak car. kind to that. I'll fucking murder you. No, I'm kidding. So it's like we're on west the west side of uh, Los Angeles. West side. So it's the 405. I get off. What's the name? Like near Westwood. Uh, if you If you remember the area. Yeah. Like Westwood, Santa Monica area, like right where they kiss. And um, so there's a lot of traffic and the semi truck, he's on the far side of traffic. And somehow I get like there's two lanes in between us. So I have to drive on the wrong side of traffic to keep up with this motherfucker because I'm pissed at the fact that he looked at it and then drove off. That's what pissed me off. So I was like in full outrage mode and I don't ever really get like that. So he makes a right turn and then I make a right turn like around traffic. I pretty much, I could have caused a fucked up accident, but I was seeing red. And then he he makes another turn and he's actually pulling away from me at this time. And then finally like these cops come by 
and they try to signal me to stop, but I'm pointing at the semi truck. And I don't know, it's like it's Los Angeles. I know how they feel it towards black people. <laughs> I really do know how the cops feel. So I'm pointing ahead and then they just like, I guess they see, I don't know. I don't know what about how angry I am, but they go pull over the semi truck. Oh, wow. And then the Asian dude's still behind me. Wow. So we stop and then and then like I'm like you hit my shit and he's like no I didn't and the agent I was like yeah you did you did hit his shit and then after that the cop was like we got this you can go I don't know why they said that to the Asian dude but then he just fucking left and then so I'm talking I'm talking with a police officer it's a female police officer and then uh, it's some dude who's very forgettable police officer and then the Hispanic driver and we're talking he's like I didn't hit your car and like he said something that pissed me off and I just took off my glasses and then the woman cop is like, hey, calm down, calm down. So he's like, we'll exchange information or whatever. So I exchange your information, I call the insurance and it's like, yeah, we don't have this company. So I'm like, oh, this is a made up company. So I'm like, what the fuck was he hauling for him to take off like that? Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what it came down to And I had his li- driver's license in my phone for the longest uh-huh. With his address If that was his real address And I, I just wanted to go by there and shit on his porch That you should have done Yeah, I really should have Should have pooped on his porch And my friend convinced me She's like, you know, Joe's Because <laughs> I was like, I was stewing on that shit And I came back to Oklahoma a little bit after that to visit And she's an artist She's like, you know, Joe's a shitty place So maybe just let him have this one were we talking about pooping on the porch last night? Was that yeah, you? Yeah, we were. Oh, okay, I'm like, is this another person in Oklahoma's pooping on people's porches? Yeah. But anywho, that's like one of the last time I saw you, and I went on that ridiculous, felt like a movie type shit. My favorite part of that story is how you rip off your glasses when you're really pissed. Mm-hmm. When you're about to fight. Yeah, it's like I just took them off gently, man. I was like... Look, I'm done reading. <laughs> it's like, I don't need to see shit. <laughs> <laughs> my target's inside. Yeah, it's like it's close up. <laughs> my cross eyed and everything. <laughs> but yeah, man, that that was an interesting night. I bet that's crazy. Did any anything get resolved? The, the fixed? No, I mean, it just ended up having to go to like a pull apart place and uh. <coughs> fixing my car myself. Yeah, it's the principle of the thing. Yeah, man, don't fucking <laughs> run. If you would have just stopped, I would have like, word, yo, let's go get some tacos. It's like we could have squashed the shit right then and there. Yeah, it's the it's the aspect of the run that pissed me off. But those Asians, though. Yeah, those, those motherfuckers was dope as fuck. Yeah, they had your back. Yo, his car was built for that shit. Asians. <laughs> Speaking of which, Steve, you have Asian family members, right? I do. How do you feel about everything that's going on? Because this shit's insane. Um, it is. It's it's multifaceted. I mean, um. You know, even though I do have Asian family, I'm not Asian myself, so I can't really speak as to what uh, what everything's like. But um, there's there's definitely been with my friends and family who are Asian. They're all saying the same thing. Like, uh, there's just more of these instances of. <clears throat> basically white dudes that feel inclined to uh, assert themselves in shitty ways uh, to either um, mock, maim, or kill Asian people because they fucking apparently 
blame Asian people for the coronavirus. There's no real logic behind it. But um, it's also not just white people, dude. What's that? That are attacking Asian people. Chandler. Nah, definitely not me. <laughs> um, what is it? There was this. Uh, it's a fucked up video, but this black dude stomps this old oh. Asian lady's head. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I saw oh I, I saw that video. Yeah. Oh, why are you guys watching that? Shouldn't have, to be honest. Of course not. Because um, I didn't know what it was. I just was on fucking Instagram. I'm like, oh. why is Sean King on my timeline? Because I do not like that motherfucker. And then I saw the video. I'm like, oh, this is why. Oh, gosh. There, I did see some. So Sean King ended up stomping an old age. Nah, he just had a video <laughs> on his page. But you know what? If he actually did it, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be either. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that dude. I agree. <laughs> 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 fucking profits oh he's profiting off of uh other people's misery i mean i suppose that's an american thing to do right who's sean king uh <laughs> let's keep it like that who is sean king okay how about that okay i mean right. <laughs> <laughs> who is he i really don't know but all right yeah good i'm glad you don't know you're fucking always coming in here trying to make me play devil's advocate i ain't falling into your shit Chandler. oh i'm sorry i'll i'll, I'll just i'll just be me i'll continue i'm not i'm not sorry at all all right elvis What's up? Tell it. Give us give us some background about you, man. Oh well, you know, you have the Bosnian. People always want I'm Bosnian, I guess. And I always say it, so I guess I'm the one. I was born in Bosnia. I I grew up in America. I know mostly America. So you're American. Yeah, I, w- I would probably have to say it, but I'm also Bosnian. I've got, you know, got cheekbones. Yeah, and your tone, like I was saying yesterday, is like it's not. You're you're stepped on white, not, said, not yeah. pure white. That was stepped on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, so what is it like? What was it like growing up for you? Well, I remember vaguely remember not knowing English <clears throat> for a little bit, uh, getting bullied. I guess a girl used to bully me. She used to blame things on me because I couldn't defend myself because I couldn't speak English. She would do fucked up shit. <laughs> She'd say he did it. <laughs> that's fucked up it's pretty funny was this in michigan no that was in new york i remember i have a few new york city memories uh then michigan <clears throat> uh I, re- I don't remember much of living in like the scarier parts of detroit except once i think a kid did pull a knife on me but i ran i ran home i ran i didn't stop until i got home that was scary forrest gumped it i did forrest gumped that shit Worried. yeah it was so frightening uh and then i you know i grew up in the suburbs basic ass suburb but I grew I grew up in apartments it was an apartment complex and then high school was spent in the suburbs on a dirt road dirt road in yeah. Detroit it's metro Detroit this is different man if, if usually Chandler if a white guy says he's from Detroit he's probably from the suburbs I kind of figure that yeah unless it's like white boy Rick or some shit yeah, I don't know. Who who knows about any of that stuff? But right, it's all people always want to claim these terrible places as their homes. Like, Why? what the hell? It's not it's not really a nice place to grow up. It's pretty dangerous. It's like even what you said. People like to claim this shit. Yeah, it looks cool. It sounds cool. Off of Tenth, it used to be called the Panic Zone. I mean, I'm sure it still is, but it's. I don't know what it was like, but I mean, you can imagine by the name called the Panic Zone. Uh-huh. I remember when I was playing AAU, this kid is this dude named Jalen. Um, my pops, me and my pops took him home one day after practice, or it was a game. No, it was after practice, 
And as we turn into his neighbor, he taps me in my shoulder. And he's like, yo, welcome to the panic zone, nigga. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what? And I was like, in the way he said he had so much pride in saying it. He's like, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm from. Yeah, and it's like this identity that some people don't grow out of. I mean, I can kind of understand it in a sense. It's like, this is where I'm from and I made it out. Mm-hmm. But if you stay there, then what are you doing unless you're changing it? That's what I'm saying. People that stay there. Check. Hold up. You cut out. Steve. Steve. Uh-oh. Steve. Out of shit. Oh. Yeah, what was that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm back. Huh. But a lot of people stay in a place and don't ever, you know, Leave. identify as anything else. Yeah. Huh. I don't know, but who knows? Maybe that's not such a bad thing. I don't know, dude. I'm kind of the extreme opposite. So. Yes, you are. Yeah. You definitely are. How many times have you driven across uh, around the United States? How many laps have you made of it? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. And I've not, I haven't done like full of zigzagged full laps. Probably like three, though. Three full laps. Maybe, maybe, yeah, probably three. That's dope as fuck. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet country. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's lovely. All of, all of it, even the bad stuff. You gotta accept it. What's the worst thing that's happened to you while on your travels besides the car accident? Oh, I had a guy in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, I was uh, waiting for this place to open. I had popped my tire, and it, it was too bad. To, the rim was messed up. And that, that day, I was just <clears throat> distributing all these donations I got, mm-hmm. like all day. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't slept the night before, so I was exhausted just trying to clean everything and then have it ready to hand out to these people. And I finished. And then the last place I was handing stuff out, my tire popped. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch. It's good karma. <laughs> <laughs> no good deed. Yeah, and then this guy, this I had a tow, I had, I had AAA at the time, so this tow truck shows up. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's trying to like, he almost broke something on my car, and he's crazy. Anyway, a guy broke into my, uh, my van while I was sleeping in it at night. The fuck did he take? He didn't take anything. He didn't know I was in the back because everything was so messed up in the back after like handing out all the stuff and there were like trash bags back there from just a few things that were left. And so he probably didn't see I was back there. So he was going to steal the car, I think. Oh, shit. And I, I woke up and I all do that. You know, I have martial arts training. So it all kicked in. I started screaming like a fucking little girl. <laughs> just kept screaming and screaming. He got so scared because he didn't think anyone was there. He like got all confused and he just ran out. That's. And then I got out to see where he went. And I was so tired that I was just like, nah, I'm going to go back to sleep. So I just went back to sleep. Same spot. And then he came back again, Steve. <laughs> After that kind of scream, yeah. balls on this guy. No, he didn't come back. That'd be, that'd be nice that he comes back, knocks on the door. I just want to apologize. <laughs> How often do you get fucked with by the police when you sleep in certain areas? Not very often. Not very often. I mean, also, everything's like obvious on my van, like what I do, and you could look it up pretty quick. You yeah, know? yeah, you can. So I think maybe some of them might, might not even do it because of that. There's obviously nothing criminal that I'm doing. To our knowledge, I mean, you're a fucking lot lizard. I mean, that's just that's a profession. That that's one of these crimes that you know it's accepted. I go to I go to the truck stops. I don't do anything. I don't. There's no drugs. There's nothing. I provide a service. They pay me. Fair enough. Yeah, man. And sometimes they beat me. Do they pay you more when they beat you? No, that's the whole issue. I'm like, all right, this. You said you pay me fifteen dollars. It's ten bucks, and then it gets you know. 
Just 15, that's all you're charging, man? Depends on what I do, Chandler. And also it depends on the, so I do like McDonald's is, coffee at McDonald's is less and, you know, cheaper areas, more and more expensive. So if it, it's really where I'm at. Wait, time out, repeat that. McDonald's? Yeah, oh, never yeah. mind. I get so, what you're saying. I mean, if I'm in a nicer truck stop, I'll charge a little more. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Steve, but the beatings any, are the same. Steve, you got any questions about the, to this lot lizard? Beatings are to? the same, Steve. Nice truck. Oh, no. Uh, like nice. the, uh, the, the morality issue is something I always kind of uh, toil with because. Like them beating me? No, like I can't, I can't, I can't justify charging more for my services. Like when I did heat and air, like if I'm in a nice neighborhood, I'm not going to jack up Steve, the price. Like, Steve. <laughs> The capitalist nature of all this, I'm it's concerned not a with. Nice no, but you would charge more, <laughs> Steve. You would charge more if you, if you were living in like a, a nicer part of the country and things were more expensive. Like you, that it costs you more. It costs me more to go into these lots. That is true. You know what that I mean? True. I see that. And I don't. You know the beatings. The hospitals are more. Keep a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> the beatings. The beatings. <laughs> What the fuck? Dude, I don't know, man. It's uh, Life's hard. That is a you know, very true statement. It's hard. You got to do what you got to do. I'm out there. Hmm. Okay, so what prompted you to start living like this? Uh, well, I mean, it was really it's for comedy. That's what that's what, uh, that's what I thought. I okay. Guess. And it still is. You live in an area, and then after a certain point, I guess... Uh, you know, you kind of exhaust your options, and uh, I wanted to just perform more stand-up, do as much stand-up as possible, and try to get really good at it. And uh, that was the, that was the initial reason, yeah. I feel that. And then since that, from that, it's evolved to what? Still doing that? Yeah, I'm probably doing more stand-up than I ever have been, but it's really not my main fun- uh, purpose. I-, I like to do the the shelters uh, when I can. I like doing that. I like making them laugh. I like helping people too. Like I help a lot of comedians. I think. Yeah, you do. Find places to perform and stuff. Yeah, you definitely do do that, which is dope as fuck. Because I've I've met comedians who said they would, and then they go mute. No, but you know, maybe I I can do what I can, but I can't do everything for people. No, it's like you just say, "Here's this. You got to do the rest." Yeah. Yeah. Simple but that, that that big like that like so what I what I'm referring to is like after I leave an area, I end up knowing all these places that want to have comedy, mm-hmm. and maybe it didn't work out on my time schedule or whatever. But the local comedians, if somebody gave me that like all these venues, who to contact the numbers, that would help me tremendously. Yeah, that'd be a big step. And some of them do it, some of them don't. A lot of them don't. Most of them don't. They don't go out to do that. But some that do is pretty cool. It's nice to like leave something and then have it, you know, continue without you. Huh. I feel that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But you want to know more about the truckers? No, not really. All right. I was like, I'm, I'm, I like this, the, the purpose of what you're doing. Yeah, but it's very, it's hard, man. Today, I, I got bad news when I woke up. This This place I was supposed to perform at, in Little Rock, a very big shelter, well-funded. It was going to be nice. I had to visit this guy like three or four times. 
three times, I think. And he just canceled it today. Somebody, I think one of his bosses saw like a YouTube video of, of some performance. Of you? Yeah. And then they, I give them a separate video and I give them references and I've done over like well over a hundred of these at this point. So there's been no complaints. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I guess they saw that video. This happens once in a while. And they're like, well, we just can't take a chance of you saying that here. Like, saying what? What am I going to say? I'm bringing, I was bringing a, a fucking pastor with me. Yeah. He's going to perform with a pastor. This, what am I going to say? Is this the, the one that was on the 12th? Yeah, man. Okay. No, this is the, the 12th is the Salvation Army. The, this okay. one was uh, this Saturday All right. in Little Rock. So, I'm so excited about it. So now what? Well, it's canceled. I can't, you can't, if somebody says no, you can't really convince them. Also, I don't know. I just, I don't try to convince anybody to do anything. I just try to find people that want to do what I want to do. I feel that. He doesn't want to do it, so what the fuck am I going to do? I'm just sad. It also wasted a considerable amount of my time. So. And you don't get that back. No, you don't, but... Kind of like something you said at the mic last night. It's like, you said something about this being a waste of time. It can be. I think last night, you know, I don't want to say that, but I could have performed. I could have made money last night or, like, performed for people, you know. Yeah. But not, not, not that's, there. That's how I was feeling most of the time in Los Angeles. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is a waste of time, but I kept doing it. Yeah. Well, you have that sort of like, oh, maybe you could, you could, you know, you can make it here or something, or your career or something, and then it's like this little apple that's dangling in front of you. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I said, fuck the apple, things became more fun. You fucked the apple. Yeah, a few times. <laughs> apple tried to fuck me, like rimmed, <laughs> rimmed the edge of my, my bum hole. Yeah. What about Steve, though, man? What's going on? Steve, do you own this place? I do. Well, not the building. I rent the building. You, But you rent this studio space? Mm-hmm. You created it? I created it. Uh-huh. And then musicians come out here? Mm-hmm. They, they record stuff? Yeah. Is it expensive? Yeah. <laughs> well, is it expensive? It's expensive for me because I don't make that much. <laughs> Why, well, I, I wouldn't pay that much for my services, but um, yeah, it's like three fifty a day. For somebody to rent it? For somebody to come in and record their music, yeah. That sounds right. I don't know. That's not. I bet that helps a lot of people. It's it's like it's the best that I can do because I like what I do is extremely like time consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, do you engineer their stuff? I engineer their stuff, like Jeez. record it, make it sound uh, good and musical and stuff like that. Uh, try to give a good representation when it comes out, uh, listeners, speakers, but. Uh, you know, I, I, th- I, there's something that I, I like being. It is expensive, and it's like it's hard for musicians to to come up with money to self fund these records. But uh, bless them, they do it, and I do my best. And I like being accessible because recording uh, people that just throw money at their music looks really uninteresting to me. Uh, so you're helping a lot of people that don't have a lot of money? I mean, I I just, like, I think I feel comfortable with the working musician. Yeah, yeah. I bet they're pretty talented, too. Some are, like, incredibly fucking talented. Yeah. yeah. That sucks, man. Yeah, this the money aspect of art. Mm-hmm. Like the, I, was being... just, I was just saying yesterday, like, uh, what if... Like if we all had just every all the the regular things just kind of like paid for, I wonder if I didn't have to worry about the day to day 
bills and all that kind of stuff, would I have come up with some brilliant idea or some invention or manufactured thing that would be making me way more money by now? Maybe. But also there's the the other side of it where you might have just gotten really lazy and not come up with anything. Oh, that is true. Which I, that might be the case. For it's, some people. It's possible. I'm I'm like I'm super prone to like depression and then not doing something. But uh there there's there's something about me that like like well like like you guys doing comedy, like you're not in it for the money. You do it because you just you have to do it. Yep, that's like music for me and building things and all the stuff that I do. I just I have to do it. I don't have the option. I just wanted to uh, make an income while like live and sustain myself while I'm doing this thing that I have to do. Are you doing it? Are you making an income, sustaining? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, I'm that's super, awesome. Super lucky in that. In that I'm respect. proud of you. Well, thank you. It's right, so got, hard to do. I got a question for the two of you. It's like since we are like as artists are compelled to do something, regardless of the money, do you feel like there's like a bit of a mental illness in that? I think uh, being a comedian is is largely sort of a mental illness. Yeah. It feels like a, it's not a good path. Wait, hold up. Steve, you all right? I just swallowed my water. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know he's drinking with his butt. True. Oh God! The, the butt drinker. <laughs> butt drinker. <clears throat> yeah, he's a butt drinker. Yeah. Went, went in the wrong hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're saying it's like being a comedian is a mental illness? I think it's. Uh, I I think if things went, if I made the right choices, I wouldn't have ended up a comedian. Really? I think I still would have. Mm, I don't think I would. I would have done something. Mm. Wait, 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 wait. Right choices. Like what kind of choices? Well, if I wouldn't, if I would have just like stayed on on a probably the path that was initially that I was initially searching or going down, and not done any drugs, and uh, yeah, I think a lot of it stems from it's fucking up with, with uh, drugs. All right, so <laughs> you were on a path, and drugs said hello. What mm -hmm. path were you on? I was probably going to be in academia. I was going to. Write, okay. Teach. It would have been. You could still do that. No, but I was I was like set up to be a, a, a like a very good. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. I was like I was taking the right steps to be a. You're being groomed. Yeah, but in a good way. Like I wanted that was what I wanted. It was good. And then what drugs said hi? Was it heartbreak? Just weed, dude. Weed. Just weed, man. I'm sensitive. I think a lot of people are sensitive to weed. Okay. Yeah. I think so, dude. No, you're not wrong. You know, and I think it it knocks a lot of people off their path. Weed? I, th bro, I do think so. I do think so. I'm trying to think what got me off my path. I never wanted to be on that path, so that's all I could really say. But then again, you know, uh, who knows? Everybody's different, but. But who who knows what the path? You know, I guess you're on. But but there are some paths that are wrong. You know, I interviewed a homeless dude the other other day, and he he was like saying. You're trying to say something similar. I, I think you know certain drugs do really ruin. Like it's pretty, mm -hmm. it's pretty obvious that meth will ruin your life. Yeah, you know heroin. Heroin. That will, you know those things. Cocaine can lead to. Yeah, ruin, usually. Yeah. Um, I know. So I think some some paths are wrong. Yeah. A mistake. Or yeah, what is it? 
when I was in San Francisco, I was walking around the Tenderloin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I sat down on the corner with this dude, black dude named OG and this white dude named Greg from Washington. And Greg was shooting up on the street, and I think OG had just smoked some crack. Oh, wow. The Tenderloin is, a, is like a place with just littered with drugs and yeah. homeless people on just sleeping in rows on sidewalks. Fuck, it's... it's yeah, sad. man. It's a little, little mini skid row in San Francisco. Yeah. But it's, I talked to Greg, and yeah. he said... I'm like, so what got you, like, how'd you end up here? And he said, well, it was heartbreak and then heroin. Mm. And then it became heroin. <clears throat> yeah, it's a fucking, tr it's like a trick. You can, you know, I accidentally fucking smoked meth. You told me this when we were in, in Los Angeles. Dude, it, it, it fucked me up for three days. And then yep. I went back to the, the girl <laughs> that gave it to me. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Dump, dump that in the sink. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I was like, I did for three days. I was a meth addict. <laughs> for real yeah what was that like dude it was just scary frightening uh paranoid it was horrible what were you doing like because you weren't yourself were you no i was not i was no i was uh, in my van just scared the cops were coming <laughs> the whole time every cop every car was a cop dude <laughs> <laughs> it was so scary oh shit yeah but you know when I when I started, I, I always knew I, I like for years even while I was like smoking pot or doing whatever, I was like, nah, this isn't for me. And then I had like a realization with a homeless guy. When I, I had that office in uh, in the valley, mm -hmm. and I would see this homeless dude at random times every few days at like three or four a.m. He'd be lugging like some oil tank or something, just something crazy. He would take it back to his place, and I would see him. I was like, what is he doing? He's having these adventures, and he's like a he's full blown drug addict, does everything, and he told me he's like, look, if you can't have fun doing this stuff, it's not for you. He's like, I like Truth. it, and but he's he's dying in front of me. Yeah. he's in his forties, looked like he was in his sixties, late sixties, but he said if if you're if you're not having fun, if you get parent, that's not for you, then don't do it. That's a very true statement. That though. came from a full blown drug addict, and I'm like, I'm not having fun. It's like a self-aware drug addict. Yeah. yeah, he was super self-aware, but he's dying. <laughs> he wants to. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. What is it? There's this fucking, what is it, poet, slam poet, comedian here who used to say that shit. The minute it stops becoming fun, stop doing it. Yeah. And that's when I stopped doing coke. It was that's like, good. That shit wasn't fun anymore. Uh, how long were you doing it? About a year. About a year? Yeah. How, how much would you? How much cocaine would you do? Fuck. Were you always trying to do coke? Mm, unless I was eating. <laughs> so see, yeah, you were. You were see, the coke. thing is, I I liked food more than I liked coke. Oh, okay. So that's what probably kept me out of shit. And you can't then, do. You can't do both. You can't eat food when you're. Oh, not. you can, but it was like if it when it came down to it, I was like, I think I'd rather eat than go spend my money on some blow. It's expensive. It, yeah, it adds up real quick, and then I was just like, I don't know. It's like it, like these moments of realization. I'm like, how do I say this shit? It's just like, fuck, I got this blow, but I'm doing it alone. Oh yeah, yeah. When you're doing drugs alone, yeah, that shit that ain't is, cool. It's not cool, man. That's that's a sign. Of, that's a real fucking problem. That's what I was doing with pot, man. I was I getting mean, like, I used to smoke alone. Yeah, but I was getting fucking. High as a fucking kite. It was crazy the amount of pot I was smoking alone. 
like like ounces. Oh, I didn't have that kind of money, but I, I wouldn't. I knew how to stretch it. You know. I feel that. I knew, <laughs> it, it really it was a it's a it was a problem for me. And I I think honestly, man, it's a problem for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are not self aware enough to realize it's a problem. It just becomes their daily life. It becomes a part of their life, and now it, it's a part of our culture where you can just pretty much it's okay. It's like alcohol now. So many alcoholics. Every bar I go to and perform, I'll probably be around. Most of the people that I'll be around tonight will probably be unrealized alcoholics. Yeah. So I, the same thing will happen with pot, and it's it's already happened. But now it's going to be like super socially acceptable. Kind of like coffee. Well, like alcohol, but kind of like a coffee is a drug. Yeah, yeah it is, and it's one. But it doesn't really ruin your life, dude. No, nah, not yet. It can mess with your I'd energy levels. I'd let it. <laughs> You yeah, let it? I'd let it. <laughs> it's sugar, junkie. It's sugar for sure. But no, yeah, a lot. It's not a mind altering. It gives you energy, but I'm. I. I think. Uh, I don't know, man. I. I think we're not headed in a good path with marijuana. I can see that, especially with the way they're what is it, quote unquote, bastardizing it. They're just making it stronger. Oh, stronger. That, that's probably what the issue really is. Yeah, it's like, what is it? I remember somebody saying that it should have, like, at least a little C- CBD in it. Like, no matter the, the THC content, there should be at least a little bit of CBD. But they're just getting all the CBD out. I don't know shit about shit. This is hearsay. I don't know shit about shit either, but I think, like, if you're you're if you're if doing those oils, like, you're essentially freebasing what you do. Yeah, fucking torch and shit. I think you're you're getting, yeah, what you're doing, I used to do that. Yeah, I've done that shit, too. It's like, you feel like a fiend. Yeah, man, I used to go to this guy's house, man. We would do the, what's, what's the, what's the, dab. the dabs? Yeah, the dab. I would just fucking the dab. yell at his dogs. <laughs> the dab. I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> I had to. No, I get it. <laughs> oh, man, somebody kicked me in the nuts. But that that is an insane <laughs> level of. THC. That's probably like you're you're overdoing it. Yeah, you're damn near like trying to like you might as well fucking just drop some acid. Yeah, that's yeah. what what is it? I smoked once out and I've only smoked a few times when I was out in Los Angeles. Uh, one there was two dudes from Oklahoma City I met out there. One was a one was a rapper. One was a poet. He wrote a blunt and then I took a hit and then I tried to drive. I'm like, what the fuck? I should be able to drive. I only took a hit, but I wasn't able to. Wow. So I was like, mm, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And like here, I, I was telling you yesterday, there's 24-hour dispensaries. There's medical a few of them. Mar- <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Get this shit. Um, there, was a, there was a massive snowstorm, ice storm in October, knocked out a lot of the power in the city. Uh-huh. So like the south side, southwest side of Oklahoma City was completely blacked out. Oh. Except for the weed store because I was driving around taking photos. Oh. And it was about one in the morning and the weed store was the only thing lit up, but it, they had their own generator going to it. Jeez, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it's like, yo, you're still going to get high. Yeah. Steve, you got a medical card? I do not. Steve, you smoke pot though. <clears throat> I, do not, I don't. You don't smoke pot? No. You're I, a cigarette smoker? I, w- I would if I could. I I, I got a, I got the opposite story for that. What's up? So, Let's hear it. Uh, Chandler knows I had a lung transplant when I was 18. Oh. So I can't smoke any of this stuff. But I found out recently, like, it's still a nationally, like, illegal, whatever. Yeah, it's uh, federally illegal. Federally illegal, right. Uh-huh. So 
I found out recently, if you come up for a transplant of any organ, and you're like, oh yeah, I, you know, I smoke pot, I need a uh, liver, whatever unrelated thing, they you you can get denied because of that. Oh, what? just because of the federal status of weed. Oh, yeah, they don't give transplants to everybody. Like you got to go through a yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Well, you take care of it, kind of process. Yeah, I've been following this. This comedian got the COVID, and he, I think he had a double lung transplant, and it was like there were he might have not. There were certain points. Uh, I was following his GoFundMe. There were certain points where he, it looked like he might have not get, he was not going to get it. Like something with his medical wasn't right, and but eventually he yeah. got it. But it was kind of scary. Yeah, there's a whole process to get approved. Yeah. Yeah. Get approved so you could live. Well, it might also just be like get approved so it can work. Yeah. You know? I mean, the, it's it's a super high commodity. Like mm-hmm. any any organ that comes up, there's going to be several people that need it. Is and this, if it's if it's I'll go ahead, my bad. Yeah, if it's if it's you who you know has bad habits or something like that, they're going to say, "Well, you know, that that lifestyle isn't up to snuff. Uh, we're going to give it to this other person that Values. has a good reputation of better chance of working, taking uh, care of shit." Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that would suck to be in that position, not the the recipient or the or the denied, but to make the choice. Yeah, that does. Yeah, probably get weird. Because it's like just because oh you have this in your system doesn't mean you're not valuing it. Yeah. Uh, I well I'm I I don't think I'll ever be in a situation like that. But fuck that, that's unenviable as fuck. But if I could, most certainly would. You'd smoke pot. <laughs> I I think, like I know it's a it's a band aid for a lot of shit. But uh-huh. honestly, there's a lot of stuff that I need a band aid for that I'm just exhausted with. When Chandler came in, we talk about the sleep thing. God, I'd love to sleep. I'd love to be not thinking about something for a minute. Yeah. I'd love to be content with something for a minute. Um, I gotta be here sober all the time. Oh yeah, you really <laughs> dealing with it, man. Yo, me, how me often too, do you man. get some sunlight? Huh? How often do you get sunlight? Get out, get out and get some fresh air. How how often do you do that? Every morning, first thing I do is sit outside for about an hour. Oh, word. Nice. Okay, that's word. Well, I mean, I guess if you really wanted, to, you could do like there's other forms of uh, taking marijuana, like edible and whatnot. Yeah, if you could do yeah, edible, I guess. Yeah, and like it, it's 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 not even just the the not smoking; it's just the fact that can't have it. It's if you um, need some. Well, it, and and also like like there's there's unresearched drug interactions, and it's uh, like you know, I I could take the risk maybe. Yeah, it's best um, to just stay away. But it's yeah, it's just I'm I'll just not. Like, I think it's best to like figure out through your life to just how to, how to deal with certain things, and then just be on that natural high. Well, natural fuck high. the highs. Just like figure out. All right, there's things that are bothering me in my life. I've got to assess what's going on and accept whatever I'm. What am I doing here? How can I fix this? Yeah, I mean, I feel that, definitely forced to to work through shit. Yeah, and then you grow and you look. look you got a fucking business. Dude, I'm, t- I'm tired of growing. You gotta keep growing, buddy. <laughs> You're doing good, man. How come every time we learn integrity, Dad saves two hundred dollars? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Elvis, when did you get sober? Uh, I don't know. Like uh, two years, I guess. Over two years, I'm not sure. All right. But it was a slow process. It was just like just getting rid of certain stuff. You know. Not not everything right away. Yeah, I feel that. But that was my intention. My and my intention is to get more sober. To more, and I don't even look at it, it's clear-minded. Now that you yeah. know, these phones is like a, a thing that I'm trying to figure out how to get off how to manage. Of. Or it looks like I might just have to get rid of it. And then just use your computer when you need to get in contact and have flip phone or what? Yeah, I feel that. If only they still had pay phones like decorated around the country, that'd be helpful. Yeah, that's yeah, a more dangerous like, drug than weed for sure. Phone, fuck yeah, yeah. We agree on this. Yeah. Yeah, they're very fucking terrible. Lose hours and it's like, what the fuck was I doing? Yep. And now it's just. But then at the other end, it's a fucking such a great tool. It's if you use it as a tool. It's an amazing tool. Yeah, if you use it as a tool and that's it, then you're fucking good. But who does that? I'm sure there's somebody. I'm sure that I've I've been using it more more as a tool than I ever have been in my life. But still, a lot of it is wasting my time. Mm Hmm. It is a really good tool. Like if you get into an area, you don't know anything. You can look look up places to perform. You can. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It also increases the hustle and like it does the the speed of life. It does. Like especially if you're from Oklahoma, the the speed of like New York City is is just so insane. Like not not a lot of people can handle it. Like like everybody talks about the simpler times. You got a phone. Everybody else has a phone, and you got to increase the hustle. I, I kind of don't like that aspect of it. Oh, you don't like that? No, because uh, it's like I get what you're saying. Like, how many like, people want to be off of social media, but they need it to uh, further their business? business. Me right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's taking breaks of it. I, I know. I I took a break from social media sometime during the middle of the. P- earlier stages of the pandemic when there was a civil unrest and uh and just crazy shit left and right like right after george floyd and shit i just had to take a step away and just ride my bike a lot i think that's good if you can sometimes you can't true you know it shit's not like even like now it's um for the most part i try to avoid news because i'll hear what i need to hear from other people if it's that fucking important. Yeah, that's what I do too. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you'll hear it if you need to hear it. You'll definitely hear it, yeah. But it's a good filter, these other people too. Mm-hmm. It's nice. And then when you avoid the news, <laughs> like uh, you start seeing how like how how weird some people are about stuff. Like something last night, somebody blamed something on something so irrelevant to a presidency. They blamed it on Joe Biden. It was obviously he, he didn't like Joe Biden. So this was Joe Biden's fault. I'm like, that's nothing to do with any any president. But like, you see how like uh, high strung people are, and how how much it like controls their uh, their life. Yeah, or their mindset. Yeah, and it makes them predisposed to like certain opinions, and it's so annoying when you don't do it. Though I, I was at a different Burger King today, trying to organize these notes and shit. Some kid <laughs> comes in. And he turns the TV on. I'm like, fuck. And I'm just sitting there listening to the news. Just, pe- just two people arguing. It, it reminded me like my parents when I was young. They used to argue a lot and fight. And I would just sit in my room like, God, this is crazy, dude. It reminded me of that. Just like listening to people bicker over just, just stupid shit. The news. 
People getting mad. Mm-hmm. And you got to just sit there. How am I going to focus? Over shit that doesn't really concern them. Yeah, it doesn't concern. And then it was like fucking like a high school kid. He's trying to talk about like tariffs and shit. I'm like, what the fuck do you even know? You're working at like Burger King. Like, what do you... What do you know about the like the you know the world economy? I don't even know what tariffs are. What do you-